0: Welcome to episode 50 on the Live Blissed Out podcast. Did you know that according to Inc. magazine, only 8% of people actually achieve their goals? Why do the majority of others fail? Hello, action takers. Welcome to Live Blissed Out, a podcast where I have authentic conversations with business owners and subject matter experts to help us get the scoop, the 411, and the lowdown on a variety of topics. Tired of hesitating or making decisions without having the big picture? Want to be in the know? Then this is the place to go. I'm your host, Marissa Houston, helping achieve bliss through awareness and action. Thanks for joining me. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. Joining me is Eddie Thomason. Eddie was born in Baltimore, Maryland, into a family that has struggled with poverty for generations. Despite his humble beginnings, Eddie rose above his circumstances to become the first student to ever earn a D1 scholarship in the history of Chesapeake High School, BC. That led him to being the first male in his family to graduate from college when he earned his bachelor's in business from Bryant University. Eddie is a professional speaker with a passion to empower youth and youth adults to shed self-limiting beliefs to pursue a life that they're passionate about living. To learn more, visit eddythomason.com. Searching for a minimal, versatile handheld tripod? Look no further. SwitchPod works with any camera from a phone to a DSLR and simplifies video making. SwitchPod is lightweight, compact, and nearly indestructible. It will save you time between shots so you can focus more on shooting and less on messing with your gear. Just head over to the Partners tab at liblistout.com and click on the SwitchPod link to let them know I sent you and help support the show. Eddie, it's great to have you here today.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Marissa. I want you to know I love your platform. I love the basis and the foundation of where you provide your information from. And I'm excited to dive into this conversation with you today.
0: Well, thank you, Eddie. And you know, I'm just as excited. I took a look at your book, Unlock Yourself, which really resonated with me. And when we got to talking about the podcast, I just got very excited about having this conversation with you about freeing ourselves from self-limiting beliefs, not giving ourselves grace to forge ahead because there are things that stop us from getting there. And I know that you're really passionate about that topic. And that is why I'm just thrilled to have this conversation with you. What exactly is a limiting belief? How do we know what that is? Because it might be construed differently by different people. So I wanted to set that framework first so that we all understand exactly what that is.
1: Definitely. And that's a great way to start because it's obviously amazing to give people context before you give them content. So then we're all on the same page. And in simplicity, a self-loving belief is a false statement that we accept as true. That as simple as I can get it, that's what it is. Now, as far as examples of what they are, I mean, there's things that we tell ourselves all the time, like, oh, I can't start a business. I'm too young. Or I can't, go out and get in shape because I'm too old. These are very small statements, but they have huge impact on what we believe about ourselves. So coming back to that original description, it's just a false statement that we accept as true. And whatever we tell ourselves in our mind is what we believe about what we can accomplish. If you have these false statements that's filled inside of your brain, then you're always going to place a limitation on what you can actually achieve with your life.
0: What are the consequences that we deal with when we live with this in our lives? There are people that, for example, seem more confident. They forge ahead. They do things. They believe in themselves. And then we have the opposite, which is the self-limiting beliefs. We're telling ourselves why we can't do something. So what essentially happens in a person's life when they live it? with a focus on the self-limiting side of things, and they always remind themselves how inadequate they are or how incapable they are?
1: That's a great question. And the consequences, to be honest with you, Marissa, is just you don't find value in yourself. And when you don't have value in yourself, you can't then go add value to other people. And that's really tough. That's a really bad place to be in, in life. I have a core belief that we're all born with the seeds of greatness already inside of us. So value is already there. You're meant to do amazing things. You're meant to live in abundance. You're not supposed to just have leftovers. So the consequences that you face when you accept those self-limiting beliefs is that you don't have value or you don't see value in yourself, so therefore What you're communicating to everybody around you is that you're not valuable. And then on top of that, it decreases your confidence. And when you don't have confidence, then you don't have any drive and desire or belief that you can go and accomplish great things in your life. You just kind of succumb to this thought process of I'm only meant to say be, I don't know, a waitress, which I'm not saying waitressing is a bad job, but it's not the most lucrative job or you're limiting yourself to say like, oh, I'm not worthy of a six-figure position. All I'm worthy of is living below the poverty line. And those are the times when you start to believe those things about yourself, you're basically setting yourself up of the consequence of living just below average and a mediocre life. None of us were born to be mediocre. When you accept those false statements as truth, then now you're basically setting yourself up to live a life that you're not passionate about living.
0: Like you said, there's nothing wrong with whatever choice you make, if that's what makes you happy. But I think self-limiting beliefs stop you from achieving what you want to achieve because you think you're incapable of getting there. So you settle for less, don't you think?
1: I agree 100%. Obviously in life, you never want to settle for less. And it goes much beyond just your career. I know the things that I talk about recently were just like your career owning a business, but it's even inside of relationships. Like the more confident you are in a relationship, especially early on in like a dating type of situation with your significant other, the more confidence that you have, the more enticing you become from the other person. Like that other person now wants you more because of your confidence and because of your ambition and because of your strong foundation and belief in yourself. That's very important, not just from a career perspective, but also on relationships. And we talked about a love type of relationship, but even in relationships with your friends and family members, the more confident you are in those type of situations and all around, It adds this overall value to who you are and it starts to attract the right people to you instead of people who can just think they can manipulate you and take advantage of.
0: Yeah. And it's inspiring when you're around somebody who's confident, they lift you up. You feel like you can achieve things, too. It's almost very contagious in a positive way, don't you think?
1: Yeah, it's funny that you say that because my wife was just talking about that to me the other day, and I'm not keeping my own own or anything, but she talks about sometimes your confidence, <laughs> it frustrates her, but at the same time, it inspires her because my confidence, it's like I'll go in and say in a conversation or some type of situation where i never even did what the task is requiring of me however instead of me having this mindset of like oh i've never did that before so i'm going to be horrible at it i say i'll figure it out just give it to me it's like a different mindset of what i have And sometimes for her it's like what are you talking about like you have never even picked up say i don't know like a soccer ball day in your life however Give me the soccer ball. I'll figure it out. And it's just a simple thing, but it's confidence. It's kind of what has been built over the span of my life.
0: It's the difference between looking at something and saying that's insurmountable versus saying, bring it on. I can do this. I can figure this out. It's the same thing, but it's a mind shift that allows you to feel like anything can happen if you put enough effort into it and you just believe in yourself and try it and really put a lot of energy into it. Having confidence in yourself and taking away those limiting beliefs does not make things necessarily easier but it certainly can feel like it is possible.
1: Exactly. What you believe will determine what you can achieve in life. So like you just said, would you determine what's possible? Well, you have to start believing first in yourself that you can do hard things so that everything that you actually want to happen in your life can actually come true, can manifest itself. So I'm glad you brought up that point.
0: What do you feel are the causes? There may be multiple. Are there common causes that you see often with somebody who talks about themselves in this way and puts themselves down or says they are unable to do it? Where does this all come from? Why are some people more wired to go out there and get things done and others are held back in some way?
1: That's another amazing question, and I got a couple of different examples that I want to share with some people because I don't have all the answers to each of the causes, but I can tell you from a personal perspective where some of my self-limiting beliefs came from early on before I figured out how to overcome them. Because in my book, I talk about my own self-limiting beliefs to help people kind of find a common ground of where I was and maybe where they're currently at today in order to help them pull themselves up to higher ground, which is pursuing a life that they're passionate about living. For me, I know the primary cause was as I was growing up, I thought I only had three options to create a successful life and a successful lifestyle. Option number one was to be some type of professional athlete. So a football player, soccer player, baseball player, something like that. Number two was to be some type of professional entertainer or performer, you know, a rapper, a singer, dancer, something like that. And then option number three was to sell drugs. And again, just to give a little bit of context, I grew up in Baltimore, Maryland, and the environment that I grew up in, my dad left when I was about seven or eight years old to forced my mom to take care of me and my brother on a $13,000 a year disability income. So add that poverty type of mentality that I grew up in with this mentality of, I thought I only had these three options to become successful. And I said to myself, all right, well, I'm going to pursue option number one. I'm going to try to go to the league. Football was my love, it was my passion for nine, ten years of my life. I said, This is what I'm gonna pursue because this provides the life that I have. However, once I move from this poor mentality out to college because I got a D1 scholarship to go play ball at the next level. And then once I got into college, I started having this exposure to all these different opportunities and the things that are available to me that I can also pursue to create the same lifestyle that an NFL player would have without all the fame that goes behind it. I think the primary cause of that, though, that self living belief for me as a kid, was that I did not see any other people who look like me that were successful that were in positions other than an athlete, a performer, or a drug dealer. I didn't see a Black successful entrepreneur or like a Black successful CEO. I didn't see like those other examples. So for me, it was like, okay, the way to get out and to not live paycheck to paycheck, because I had a lot of those examples, a lot of hardworking men who were doing the things they need to do to provide for their family. However, they spent more time at work than they did at home. And I didn't want my life to look like that either. So I was like, okay, that was the primary thing that was in my mind of like, in order for me to be successful, I have to do one of these three things. That was my primary self-limiting belief. Another cause would be just the home environment. A lot of the time, your parents have a huge impact on whether or not you have confidence. I love what my mom did. My mom was always encouraging to me as a mom, but also she believed in a kid having a voice. And not just being the kid sitting in the corner, you don't talk unless somebody's talking to you and everything else. Like, my mom always encouraged us to speak our mind in a respectful way. Like, don't be disrespectful when you're sharing your opinion. So I think early on for me, that helped me realize, like, I do have a voice. I do have confidence. So that's the cause of that, too. Like, your parents telling you these small little statements when you were a kid, and it sits with you forever. One more example or a cause of it. I have a friend of mine, Kieran. And Kieran told me about a time when he was in school and he raised his hand because he thought he knew the answer to a question. It was at a young age, probably between like seven to nine years old. He raised his hand, to answer a question. He got the question wrong and he felt so bad. You know, the class started laughing and everything else that now he never wanted to raise his hand again. He became like that shy kid that didn't want to raise his hand. He was afraid of getting the wrong answer. And how many of us are like that, right? Like we're afraid to raise our hand because we don't want to look stupid. We don't want to have our peers look down on us or something like that. We're afraid of what other people may think. Yes, fear. The fear of messing up, you know, allow that to be a cause of the self-limiting belief as well. Hopefully that gives a little bit of insight, that's three of the most common ones that I've experienced even in my own life, and then with people that I've either mentored or had relationships with along the way.
0: And I love how you set the example through your own experience. How do we as individuals then get to the point like you did, where we're able to uncover our own limiting beliefs? Because there are people out there who have those beliefs, but they don't even know it.
1: That's a great question. And I have a very simple answer for it. I believe that life and death is in the power of the tongue. So when you say a statement out of your mouth where you have a thought in your head, add on the phrase, and that's exactly how I want it to be. Think of it like this. We talked about earlier how some people a lot of times say, I can't start a business because I'm too young. And that's exactly how I want it to be. You see how you add that statement at the end? And if that statement is now not consistent with how you actually want your life to turn out, then you need to change that belief. You need to separate it. You need to start speaking the opposite so that the opposite comes true of what you actually want. So instead of saying, I'm too young, so I can't start that business, you say, I can start this business because I'm at the fruit of my youth. And then it changed the mentality, it changed the perspective. So you start identifying where those self-limiting beliefs come from after you start adding that phrase, and that's exactly how I want it to be. So the next time you say like, oh, I don't want to raise my hand, I'm scared of being made fun of or looked at like I'm stupid, and that's exactly how I want it to be. Is that exactly how you want it to be? Because if not, you need to make some changes. It's a very simple thing that you can do. And basically just waging war against those thoughts that are inside of your head so that you can start identifying the things that you've been telling yourself that you really don't want to believe is true.
0: Yes. And also reminding yourself of what is the alternative? Because if the alternative seems scarier than not doing it, then it forces me to go back and go, I need to do this because I don't want to go this way. It's very similar to what you're doing, but I like yours better because it's just adding a little statement at the end. And it's forcing you then to really think about the consequences. And then you can decide whether or not that's the direction you want to take. And if it's not, then it tells you you need to do something.
1: Definitely. And I love that you brought up that you want to go in a different direction. That's not what you want, because that's another concept that I talk about inside of my book. I talk about either you're running from something or you're running toward something. And for the first 22 years of my life, I was running away from something. So every decision that I made was to do the exact opposite of what the people around me in my life were doing at the time. I was just literally running away. I was running away from something because I knew exactly what I did not want. Until I was about 22 years old and I got introduced to a guy who forced me to realize, like, man, what are you fighting for? What are you running towards? What do you want your life to look like in the next 5, 10, 15 years? And it started to help me establish a vision. So instead of just running aimlessly in a direction and I did not know where I was going to end up, I basically started to identify like, okay, here's what I want my life to look like. Here's how I want to spend my time. I'd rather spend it more with family, but I also need to be able to provide for them. I need to be able to make the income. So I started to choose the right vehicles that would give me the lifestyle that I wanted to have. And that's very, very important when you start breaking those self-limiting beliefs, because a lot of times, I think one of the primary self-limiting beliefs that we have in society is the stereotypical way of gaining success which is go to school, get good grades, go to college, get a good job. Like that's everybody's way to be successful. And if you just follow that path, that you're just gonna be the most amazing person in the world. Where I found out that fault, oh, I did that. I took that exact step to get to where I was at 22 years old, having a pretty good sales job, making about 50k a year. And I realized this is not what life is supposed to be. Like I was so frustrated. I was traveling all the time. I was on the road at least five days out of a seven day week. It was horrible for me. I was like, this is not what I really wanted my life to look like. And that was the first thing that I had to start realizing. Like, okay, what are the other options available to me so that? I I can start identifying what I really want my life to look like and how I can pursue it.
0: Definitely. It's that awareness. You have to look at all the angles so that you can see it clearly in front of you and make the right choices for yourself. How do we know when the goals that we set for ourselves are realistic because we've already told ourselves we're not capable. And then if we set unrealistic goals for ourselves and then don't achieve them, we'll tend to fall back to that belief again that says, see, I knew it. I knew I just wasn't good enough. So how do we balance that so that we're setting goals for ourselves that we can go after and still not allow that negative mindset to take over and stop us from forging
1: ahead? Wow, I love that you asked this question because this is important for everybody. Goal setting is so huge when it comes to creating confidence for yourself because when you set a goal that's basically too far out or it's too lofty and anything else and you don't accomplish it, all you're doing is adding this negative belief to yourself you can't accomplish something. And you never want to get into that situation. Here's what I believe. Small successes lead to big successes. I call them micro wins. Start setting these micro wins up so small little things that you can do and say that you're going to do and can follow through on so that you can start building confidence in yourself. I think the only reason I'm as confident as I am in myself today is because when I say I'm going to do something, I actually get it done. It's starting off for the very basic people who maybe you're trying to pull yourself out of a hole like maybe you're trying to go from negative three to a zero before you can even start getting to somewhere else on the confidence scale start doing small things like you know what i'm going to wake up as soon as my alarm goes off instead of hitting the snooze button i'm just going to wake up when my alarm goes off that's a micro win boom you're going to win in that battle or something as small as eating a bag of chips, I'm going to make a healthier option. I'm going to eat carrots or a stick of celery or something like that to make sure I've gained the confidence. Or just another example is instead of maybe listening or watching this show that has no impact on whether or not I'm going to be successful or not, I'm going to listen to an audio or some type of podcast so I can add value to my brain that's going to allow me to accomplish goals that I want to accomplish. So add those small little micro goals to your your day. And as you start to accomplish them, you get more confident in yourself. You start to believe more in yourself because when you go do bigger and harder things, which you're going to start remembering, is like, I can do things. I can do the hard things because I now have a track record, a history of doing what I said I was going to do. So therefore, when I start making bigger goals, all those things are going to happen because now I have more confidence that I can actually achieve it.
0: We spend so much time doing things that are not necessarily helping us get to where we want to go. We almost just use it to waste time to kill time to get our minds off things, but we can do that in a positive way and still learn. And I think one of the reasons why I love interviewing people like you is because selfishly you inspire me and you teach me. And as we're going through this conversation, we're hoping that other people who listen will feel the same way. If you surround yourself with things that bring you down, that make you feel negative, the outcome is not going to be what you're looking for. I believe that having a mentor, somebody to look up to, or somebody that can guide you and keep you on the right track is a very, very important component of being able to get to this place that we're trying to get to. How did you get to the point where you seeked out mentorship of people that could remind you, Hey, Eddie, this is what you need to be thinking, this is where you need to go so that whenever you fall down every once in a while, which we all do, we're all human, we make mistakes, you have somebody there to Keep lifting you up.
1: And I couldn't agree with you more. Mentorship is probably outside of association, it is the number two thing that you need to have in your life in order to create success. Primarily because a mentor can expedite your ability to become successful, because they allow you to avoid all of the pitfalls and tracks and things that you would fall into if they did not exist in your life. First, what I like to do is I want to define what a mentor is, because a lot of people, they think that just if somebody's older than them in life, then they're automatically a mentor. And I say that because that's what I thought until I was about 22, 23 years old. I just thought my dad was a mentor. My brother was a mentor. Anybody who was older than me was a mentor. if They gave me some type of opinion or advice. And what I started to realize was that those people are examples, but they're not mentors. A mentor is someone who is in a standpoint of life of where you want to be, and then they can teach you the route of how you get there. That is what a true mentor is. So with that being said, I think the way you find a mentor is you identify what your vision is, your path, the route that you want to take, your end goal, and then you start searching for people who have accomplished what you're pursuing. I got mentors that I have relationships with. I can go to their house and call them on the phone and have a deep conversation about what we need to do. However, sometimes those people are like untouchable, right? I can't call up John Maxwell and be like, "Hey, John Maxwell, I want you to be my mentor, man." Like personally. However, he can still be my mentor from reading his book, John Maxwell. has accomplished so many different things in his life and he has so many different programs like training programs as well as books and things that he offers that allows you to glean from what he's accomplished so that you can avoid the mistakes that he made and that's still a mentor so i think a lot of the times you just have to identify the path that you want to take and then start finding out the people who have accomplished what you're looking to pursue and then from there if they're close enough to you in a vicinity or a radius around where you live hey can i buy you coffee i'd love to pick your brain about some stuff and here's the thing Don't be afraid about reaching out to those people because the majority of the time, we as humans, we have this core want and desire to help other people. We love when other people ask us for advice because that only validates to us that we're doing something right. Don't have this self-limiting belief that people don't want to help you because the majority of the time they do. And if you happen to come across somebody who doesn't, that's not an indication of how everybody else is in the world. You get one rude egg. Don't make that one rotten egg the benefit of all the other eggs that's in a cart. Like You have other people that you reach out to.
0: I think that that's another limiting belief is that we fear asking for help because we think we're going to automatically be rejected. But how will the person know that you want their help if you don't
1: ask? I love the way that you say it. I have another way that I say it as well. But I basically say you don't get what you want in life. You get what you expect. There's so many things that we want in life. Like, oh, I want a bigger house. I want a successful marriage. I want a better job. I want more money. However, the things that you're constantly telling yourself is that you're not valuable enough to attain those. Oh, it'll never happen. I want it, but I'll never get it. And that's your actual expectation, your expectation that it will never come. And when that's your expectation, that's exactly what you get. You have to start changing your expectation to be consistent with what you want. So then that way you can actually start to manifest those things in your life.
0: Yes. And I also think that we tell ourselves we just have one mentor, but you can have more than one mentor, don't you think? There could be several because each one brings this different type of value to your life.
1: Exactly. I actually usually encourage people to have more than one mentor because none of us are perfect. So it's very rare that you find a mentor that can mentor you in all aspects of life. It's really tough to find somebody who's a phenomenal dad and husband but also great at work. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's very rare that you find it. A lot of times you see like a successful businessman who has a really crappy family life and vice versa. You can't put all your eggs in one basket of a mentor. You have to start solidifying your relationship with other people in different areas of your life in areas that you want to grow in. So like, for example, I talked about my mentor that helped me figure out I had to start running towards something instead of running away from it, right? Well, he's a business mentor. He's also a relationship mentor as well because he has an amazing relationship with his wife. However, I also have a spiritual mentor and my pastor at church. And I also have leadership mentors like a John Maxwell and different people who I glean from their books. It's different people that I call it having my round table, like my mastermind, the people that I want to have around me so that every time I want to make some big decision, I can basically call this meeting, not necessarily a physical thing, but I can call this meeting in my head with all these different people who I respect and I admire for what they've been able to accomplish in a variety of areas in their life. And then I can start basically having a discussion with them to figure out if the decision that I'm making next is the next best decision for not just me, but also for my family.
0: Your imaginary mastermind group, they're real people, but they don't necessarily have to be physically there. You're just thinking about what would John Maxwell say about this? And then you can guide yourself and think about things so that you know what your next move is going to be. It's interesting that you talk about going towards something or running away from something. I have this concept that I read a long time ago that, stuck with me and it is you can either put up with things you can change it or you can get out and i thought that was very profound because you have to decide whether or not it's something you want to battle with or if you just want to escape to something else or if you want to run towards something and it's very important to look at each scenario that way so that then you can make the choice that is best for you exactly please share the information with our listeners about how they can learn more about you and also about your book and any information that you want to share with them about how you help people with this and many other things, because you are a keynote speaker and a very inspirational person. So please share with us how we learn more.
1: Absolutely. You can just go over to my website. If you go to eddiethomason.com, that's E-D-D-I-E, T-H-O-M-A-S-O-N. Don't put a P in there. It's not Thompson. It's Thomason. You can see all of my social media that's also there. The primary place where I hang out in the social media platform is LinkedIn. That's actually where me and you met, yes. so I want to make sure that people understand like, hey, this is a great place to have great relationships and meet amazing people like Marissa, and that's where you can reach out and kind of find me on that place. If you want to find the book, there's a link in my website that links you right to the book as well. However, if you want a direct link, you can just go to bit.ly slash unlockyourselfbook and it'll take you right to the Amazon page where the book is actually available. And here's what I tell people all the time, Marissa. I feel like a lot of times people listen to podcasts like this and they think about the guess and they say like, man, this person is so far beyond where I am. Or they basically put the guest on a pedestal. And I want to tell people right now, like I'm just a regular dude who makes regular decisions However, my decisions have just been positive decisions that have compounded over time that get me where I am today. And you can do the exact same thing, and I'm more than willing to help you if I can. So if you have a desire to reach out, have a conversation, or just want to pick my brain about something, I'm not going to turn your away. I'm going to have a conversation with you. And if I can't help you, I have an amazing network of people who will be more than willing to help you as well. So don't hesitate. Don't use that self-willing belief of he's too far along for me to actually reach out or he's untouchable. Because that's false. I'm letting you know that's
0: a lie. And I think that's so important, Eddie. We all have to work towards whatever goals we set for ourselves. And we get to where we are because of hard work and dedication and commitment. We have this innate need to want to help people. And I feel the same way. And I think just by being on the show today, that's exactly what you're doing. You just shared so many valuable insights for people to help them understand how they can break through anything that is stopping them from getting to where they want to go. This has been such a pleasure, Eddie. Thank you so
1: much. Absolutely. Thank you, Marissa. I appreciate it. The fact that you had me on the talk today, is definitely a humbling experience. So thank you as well for having me.
0: Same here, Eddie. Thank you. That's all for this episode of Live Blissed Out. Thanks for listening. And thanks to Eddie Thomason for being my guest. If you have a question or comment for a future episode, all you have to do is go to speakpipe.com forward slash LBOVM or click the link in the show notes to leave a brief audio message. If you find value in our show, please visit liveblissedout.com to reach out, subscribe and share on social media. This show is made possible through listeners like you. Thank you. So long for now, and remember to keep moving forward.